Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, patrons. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, what a beautiful morning. This is Lucas in the Morning. I'm from the old school. I got a lot of street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The show where the hot topics get doused with a bucket of cold water. Now, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts and get ready for a radio ride. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's Mike Lucas. Oh, that's not even the beginning of it. There's so much more to be said. It's not just Lucas in the morning anymore. Not anymore. It's Vogel, fresh from vacation. Good morning. I got the one. Good morning. Great. How are you guys? It's Adios. Not so fresh, hey. but we'll <laughs> leave it at that. Hey, fellas, what's up? You guys kill more trees per day than anyone I've ever seen. Why don't you explain? You have... a. 40 sheets of paper all spread out in front of both of you, and it's news stories, I'm assuming. my hand. You want to call on me? Mike? I got my hand up in the air. Go ahead, Mike. Mr. Lucas? Go ahead, Mr. Yeah. Lucas. No, Mike. I'm I was just like, kidding. Uh, no. Sir? Go ahead, go ahead Sir? Luke. Sir? Your Highness. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know what I did for all these years? Newspaper! <laughs> so okay. why is paper in front of me something unusual? <laughs> I guess you're used to it. You know another problem with it? Because I have this uh, during the 9 to 5 is I'll have 5,000 articles open on my computer from different sites, and then I'll wonder why my computer isn't moving very quickly to try to get to anything, because it's all jammed up. Not only do I have 5,000 tabs open, I have two different browsers, like Chrome <laughs> right. and Firefox, right. each with 5,000 tabs. I wonder why it's running so slow. And you're so just slow. getting comfortable with our sound bar, correct? You really <sighs> don't know where all the sounds are. I have do no idea. Do you even idea. have it on your page? I do. I have it up, but it's just a wall. There are hundreds of sound bites. They're like, probably ID'd. Kind of goofy. They are. They're all. Well, like we had Finkelman. Finkelman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, here's here's one. Can't wait. Can't wait. Found that one. Okay. I know where that is. You have all rise. I mean, it is Vogel's return. Do you have all oh, rise? Sure. All yeah, rise. yeah, I better have that. It was a great weekend. Here comes the judge. Yeah, that was a great weekend. They were officially eliminated from the AL East this weekend. So what we are is the radio island of misfit toys. Cast adrift by people who think they have better people, which is fine, right? That's, it's that we're we're not good enough. What happened? What are you talking just about? Just not worthy enough for some. Which what is happened? Laughable. While I left. Yeah, just laughable. Island of Misfit Toys. Island of Misfit Makes Toys. Sense. That's who we are. I get it. I'm the squirt gun that uh, squirts peanut butter or whatever jelly. Ooh, that sounds good. Actually, uh, I don't even know all the toys. What sort of sounder do we have for Compass? The Compass. I don't well, have one. Yeah, the Compass or just Compasses. I'm calling him since that's apparently his nickname. Well, I was listening to the podcast. That's, that's, that's yours? I listened to the also. podcast. I understand you gave him a nickname while well, I was going. I said Compass. that I, I, have, I have branded people here, not you, because you're, <laughs> you're, you're hopeless. No, you're hopeless. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I branded um, Finkleberry and gave him his title. Yeah. And I was thinking to, out loud to John, I said, well, 
you're kind of our compass, your moral compass. Because oh, look boy. at us two compared oh, to boy. John. Scary. That's scary. Yeah, so I heard you gave him the nickname Compass. But the Compass so- doesn't really stick, so I'm just going to call him Audius. Well, I've yeah. been saying it in my head all weekend and trying to oh, think of a sounder for him, and I can't come up with one. I so. think if it happens, it'll happen. It might It might be Compass. It might be something else. It might be nothing. Or it might be The Rapper. The Rapper. Hold on. Yeah. Do you remember Sorry. this song? Hold on. Here we go. Corey, he's going to hit this for you. I, yeah, this, oh, I, did. I, I heard this, it. and I wondered if the show had gone down the tubes. Completely. What do you mean it had gone? Yeah, I mean, it had been hanging yeah. on the drain, and now it just went, boop, right down. All right, so we need to update the competition. I know this, this is a little painful for John, but we'll let him explain to whatever degree you want to explain, and then we'll leave it alone, okay? Is that fair, John? That's fine, yeah. I, I don't want to put undue pressure or stress into your life, so you tell us where you are with the Dan Patrick Show the final four. Okay, so basically made a big rally again late Thursday night last night. Rallied the troops, asked to vote, overcame a huge deficit, won, feeling good about myself. Then I get people asking, am I using a bot? Then I get Heller joking about it on the show. Like, hey, you're using a bot. I'm like, no, I'm not using a bot, but don't say that, is what I was thinking. And now the final fork contestants, myself, Kenny in California, Holly, I think in Pennsylvania, and Keekly in Texas, we're all on a group DM. We're like, listen, guys, something's going on, but everybody this whole weekend has had their voting swing by thousands of votes within hours or less than hours. I had 3,700 votes in 37 minutes. I'd like to say right now, I don't know how to make a bot. I haven't asked anyone to make a bot. I don't I don't know how I got 37,000 votes driving in a car from Minnesota to Wisconsin. Uh, Kenny was getting 60 votes a minute, so we're all like this is dumb. We all kind of so feel So it's taken the fun out of it for you. For sure. Yes. And and we're all thinking to ourselves it's less about the songs and it's more about something or someone pushing a button thousands of times and we're all we're right. all trying to figure out how to make this fair. What's the prize again for the winner? What is the winner? I don't think get? there is a prize. Anyway. Okay. Because you know where there's a prize, there's a will. There's right, a right. There's some expo- It's national exposure, and, and, you, the- and you have that. You're among the final four. You've created a song, a rap, that whoever voted, voted for this rap among the final four. So you should be proud of that. I should be. And, and you know, I've, I've gotten thousands of votes when I've rallied, I'll say the rallied the troops, or called friends and family and or uh, uh, listeners like Packers, Todd's, and Ends. And I guess my biggest thing is, like, I'm afraid I'm going to be the guy that gets accused the most because I'm the guy that gets the most votes, right? <laughs> so when you look at all the competitors, like, I'm the one getting 104,000. Now, granted, the other two weeks, the loser's gotten 100,000 votes. So it's won by, like, three or 4,000 votes. But I would think this is up to the Dan Patrick show. I, I hope it administer. is. More so than anything else. If, 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 if each of the contestants now, the final four, have some issues with how this is being run, then it's on Dan Patrick and his boys to figure it out. They may or may not address it. I also had the guy beat last week accuse me of cheating, in not so many words, on a tweet to the Dan Patrick. And I'm like, listen, listen, guys, I don't, you know what? You don't need it. I don't need it. One, it seems like there's a loophole in the system. There's a they, big loophole. They had they, a yes. system that's it's too easy to just keep voting again and again and again. And by the way, when the FBI goes to conduct the investigation on all yeah, this, yeah. no politics. They'll start at, at <laughs> Stick the FBI. To sports. They'll start at Packers Todd's and N's house, looking at the computer system there and what he may or may not uh, have created. One of our created. most loyal listeners, yes. who no, the PA yeah. guy. Do you and think many a others? high school shop teacher knows how to make it on a computer? I do. Maybe a birdhouse. The other theory, and I hate to, uh, to say this one to you because it came to me last week. Um, listening to DP over the last two weeks, 
for reasons that might be to do with all of this and nothing to do with your song or you or anything else, I don't think Dan wants you to win. That's my theory. John said that when I walked in. I I, I honestly don't, and I've been thinking this for about two weeks. What made you think that? Well, the most recent reason it gave it kind of confirmed for me is any time the scoring is brought up and Dan is addressing where everybody's at or who's advancing or something, there's something added in when referring to your song or to you that John has this army behind him. Oh, yeah. He has this radio station and listeners behind him. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, I don't know if it was he or one of the Danettes that even dropped in, basically that the song you were competing against at that time was clearly better. You know, So there have been well, but, a yeah, number of nuggets oh, maybe, laid along the world. Maybe they should have outlined the rules. To, to speak to or address that if that is a problem. Honestly, they should have made it one a limit on voting, like up to 10 times per day, one time per day per device, something like that. Sure. They That's what they should have done. They It sort of gives this feeling. You know, if you're an adult or even, let's well, say. Not, a, not in this not right. So That's why I said imagine. Let's imagine you're an okay. adult. Make believe. Or you're an 18-year-old and you're at the family get-together and you're playing hoops in the driveway with the 6 and 7 and 10-year-olds. Right, and you're swatting away shots left and right, and Always, you're really yeah. you're dunking and Still hanging do out. That. And, Still do that. And how the rest of the relatives look and say, "Dude, pick on someone your own size." Play that, that's not fair. That's the impression of the mm. attitude I'm getting from the DP show folks towards you. It's like here's woman who's teaching Spanish, trying to raise money poor for some thing. sort of fun. Right, it's like feeling sorry for Mike Shashevsky and all his right. poor baby against the big radio oh heavy guy. Oh my goodness, they're crying. They're not going to get to a final for poor baby who's got his listeners and their robots just really defeating her. Poor thing. Well, not thinking you, that her students yeah. are going home and doing the same thing each day. You know, or in class, they're spending that time doing that. Well, yeah. You know what? I don't. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like in my life, people on Twitter tweeting at me things like that. I'm like, you know what? I don't need that. Don't get unwieldy. It can. Yeah. So Speaking from experience. Go ahead. Yeah, and vo- making enemies for 50 years. I, I uh, said yeah. this the very first like day I found out, and then Heller yelled at me like, don't talk like that. Well, what? what? I said, well, I said, listen, one, Heller moved his show to Milwaukee. He's abandoned Madison, left you behind. We oh, were more than willing to adopt you. <laughs> um, all right. Who so, cares what Heller thinks? So here's the thing. I've always said this from the beginning. If you like it, vote for it. If you think the other one's better, vote for that one. Because I don't want to be the kid that got into Yale because the parents paid $1 million. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to be I'm like, oh, I made it into Yale myself. So and if you have a bot, please, um, whatever you do to a bot. Disable it. Well, I just feel bad that you're not enjoying this like I like I many probably assumed that you were. I did for the first few weeks until certain people on Twitter started to make it less fun. You're now a lottery winner. 
You know those people, oh, they won God. all that money, it seemed great, and then it just became everybody looking for a I handout wish I had and complaining. That problem. Uh, well, then it seems like every time you turn on the computer, there's a lottery winner. Give me $477 the story, the million dollars in a lump sum, and sure. let me see if I can deal with it. I, I was agree, in New Berlin but, recently. I could have yeah, won that. I know. I used to live there. That made oh. me mad. If it was only 10, 12 years ago, I could have bought that ticket. Lukey, what's the first thing you'd do with a billion dollars or whatever you take home? I would uh, buy a ball club. <laughs> I don't no think you can. Huh? No, you could afford one. Can I? You can barely afford my trout on the line. I say, you can barely get trout yeah, Minor league team? I could buy a minor oh, for league sure. team. You buy a couple, probably. No, no I pay for my I season tickets in Wisconsin. <laughs> wow. Maybe get some change back from a dollar. Oh, nice. No, I don't know. Wow. What would you do with it? $477 million. Uh, I'd buy a brand new car and quit my job. Sorry, guys. And um, Oh, you would, huh? Yeah, probably. Just go golfing for like a month. We could buy a golf course. <laughs> I could. You can buy your own golf course. I don't even know if my wife would let me quit my job That's or move. I don't know if I should Why? Do really? One. You could build maybe a I house? Could, yeah, maybe I could buy some winter home. Well, we're still disappointed else. because you were you were sending us all these photos. Yes, the never made tweet of the day. I was pretty upset. No, because yes. we, we abandoned tweet <laughs> of the day. Uh, but that. the one photo deserved captions, and that was your wife and son looking longingly into the Grand Canyon, and the caption would read, please, please, dear Lord. Don't allow him to find his way out. It got it got a caption similar to what you just well, said. What's the caption? I'm going to look it up now. I'm, I'm going to look it up because right, I got to go did. back. You found your way out. I got to go back. Well, right. I didn't do get too close to the. I didn't get close enough to the edge to get lost. Trust well, John, me. I hope things. I hope they blossom in a more positive way with this competition. I understand where you're. Where you are today. Well, we'll see if the Dan Patrick Show addresses it today. We, as a group of Final Four contestants, sent a, a message to them. But right now I'm down by like 7,000 votes. And apparently that can be made up in like 30 well, when minutes. When does the competition a, close? I don't know. I don't know how they get from four to two. They said they have a winner on Friday. All right. So I don't know right. how they're doing it. Okay, plenty to talk about. We've got uh, Andy Baggett around 7.15. Ted Davis uh, making the trip from, what, Atlanta to New York City with the Milwaukee Bucks after doing a G League game yesterday between the Bucks and Atlanta. We'll talk with Ted at 730. Uh, why do we watch sports? Why do we? Uh, I've got some examples why next on Lucas in the Morning. I think if there's one guy in baseball you want coming up in that situation right now, it's Christian Yelich. Um, you know, the guy's an unbelievable baseball player. Um, you know, there's a reason why he won the MVP last year. So when he came up to the plate with two guys on, you know, we felt pretty comfortable. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning with Vogel and Adias. That was the voice of Corbin Burns. He had 12 strikeouts in five innings. Also gave up three tickers. A uh, couple back-to-back Goldschmidt, Carpenter, DeYoung, also homered. But... The play of the game, maybe the play of the weekend, was Yelich gapping, gapping the Cardinals, uh, scoring two runs in the bottom of the ninth. And what a tremendous call by Matt LePay, who had his share. He had a good. Let's put it this way: the Brewers had a good weekend, and so did Matt because he had these electric calls. Do you want to hear right? the Yelich home run? Yeah, let's go with the Yelich home run because he was great here on the uh, fourth home run of the year for Christian Yelich. And a fly ball. Yeah. 
So now he's tied a record held by five other players. Can you name at least two of those players? At least two of those players. So this is to start the season with four straight? Yes. Mark McGuire. Yes, correct, in 1998. I have no idea. I'm just throwing out names. Griffey? Willie nope, Mays? that's a good guess. Willie Mays, correct, 1971. So we end the competition there with Vogel, the winner, Mays, McGuire, Nelson Cruz in 2011, Chris Davis in 2013, and Trevor Story in 2016. Wow. So he can own the record tonight in St. Louis. Not in St. Louis, in Cincy. Cincinnati. Yeah. Right. Good, good home run hitters ballpark, too, so... Uh, that's a good place to go on the road if you're going to have to try to do it. Uh, it was, it was this is why amazing. we watch sports. So I teased. <laughs> this is one reason why we watch sports, isn't it? What we saw Miller Park over the weekend. Yeah, you. With that last at bat, you're so you're wondering, are they going to even bother pitching to the guy in this situation? But you're so desperately wanting them to because he's been so uh, great. Well, they watched you know, him so three times. This, I know. So you wonder what they were going to do in that situation, and that's I'm sure why Kane wasn't attempting to steal because he's not going to open up first base to make it an easy decision for them. Of all the stories that you pulled, did you pull the one with the puppy? Uh, oh, I can't yeah, believe yeah, yeah. you missed it. I was I was. Saving that in case we were going to get it to, unless it lasted till tomorrow for good, bad, and ugly. No, tell them but, about the puppy. Everybody loves a puppy. Are you story. kidding? Because we're watching the ball game yesterday, my son and I, and uh, some other kid had a sign up. Now you know. Now it's creating sign mania at the ballpark. Kids doing Johnny, requests. Are you aware what we talking I'm about? I'm not sure what you're talking Go about. Okay. I was so, on the road. This this family went to the ball game the other day, and. Um, the kids quickly made a makeshift sign, at least one of them anyway. Yeah, and they had field yeah, level seats. They had show field that. level seats. Pass yeah. that here's over here's the sign. And for those of you that obviously aren't sitting over John's shoulder and reading this, <laughs> it's, it basically read says Yelich. Read, no, read it. Read it. It says Yelich hit a home run and my dad buys me a puppy. Right. So and they do already have one dog, by the way. Uh, a couple of kids. Mom and one kid, at least, are at the concessions, getting some concessions. Why you're doing that while Yelich is batting and the Brewers are batting in the first inning, I don't know why, but they are. And what happens? Boom, Yelich goes deep. So now they've got to deliver on the promise of buying a dog for the kids. And so the next day, you know, kids are showing up with signs for Well, it does create a million dollars if Yelich is Unlimited opportunities now for kids to hit up on their parents. Right. My kid's sitting on the couch and turns to me like, if Yelich hits a home run here, will you buy me a dog, Dad? If Yelich hits a home run here, will you buy me a Mercedes? Right. And of course, boom, then he does hit a home run, too. That was his first. This is going to be a thing now, right? This is going to be a thing all season. It's going to be like a WWE event where they hold up signs all the time. All season long, you're going to have those types of signs. My boyfriend says he'll propose to me if you hit a home run. Boom, and then hits home run. What can Chris and Yelich deliver by going deep? You know, on Thursday, I was talking with, with Bob Brainerd, and I said, okay, we put the over-under of Yelich home runs, I think, at 31.5 this season. And I talked about, remember how what that hot streak he went on second half of the season? Is he really going to do that again? And apparently the answer is maybe, you right? Pick up right where he left off. Yeah, it seems like Well, he's... here's another quiz today, boys and girls. Oh, boy. Since Vogel aced the first one and Adias just I'm punched gonna, out. I'm going to fail every quiz you ever ask, by the way. All right, so <laughs> on great. Saturday, Josh Hader achieved an immaculate oh. inning, right? Yeah. Nine pitches, all strikes, yep. all outs. All he, became the, he became the fifth pitcher in Milwaukee Brewers history to turn that feat F-E-A-T. Oh, boy. Can you name two of those five? Now, you want two. to take a chance? Two. I'll Just two. Uh, I'll try Ben Sheets. That's exactly what I was going to guess first, too. Well, I better take a I'm look sure. here. Somebody, somebody, could do somebody that throws uh, the most, hard. You want the most recent? Mike Fires. Of oh. course. Why well, wouldn't it have been Mike Fires? I would good. never guess Mike Fires. How about mm. Rich 
Rick Helling. Okay. Wouldn't have guessed him. Would you even guess he played? Oh, Ben Sheets is on the list. Yes. Uh, June, right. yeah, yes. There you go. June 13, 2004. Uh, Doug Jones, squatty little relief pitcher, 1997. Squatty. That's what he was. Take a look at him. He I'm trying to see plump. if there's another yes, one. He was pleasantly plump. I think that's it. So it was uh, Doug Jones, Ben Sheets, Rick Helling, and Mike Fires, and now Josh Hader. The immaculate inning. Very nice. Um, you know what the, of, of those things. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Things that have happened this weekend, whether it was the Immaculate Inning or Yelich is just going off and hitting a home run every single game of the year, that I love of baseball traditions... Because there's so many. You have the fun Cubs ones. losing on a wild pitch. Well, sure, I like that too. We have that, John. Yeah, um, we have that. Hold on. The, hold on. I don't, don't, we want to talk about loves and passions here. Do you, you love that, don't you? I did. I watched. I, I watched a, a chunk minute. of that game last night because it was a ridiculous offensive explosion. Well, yeah, Brewer fans are loving what they're seeing out of the Cubs pitching staff right now. Well, what? How's this sound? How's this? Sound? Here's the set by Strope and the pitch, and it's in the dirt. It gets away. Here comes Gallo, and he scores the winning run on a wild pitch. The Rangers walk it off. 11 to 10. What a cheesy way to win a game, though, on a walk-off wild pitch, right? What's great about it, too, is we were, we were watching it at home. Is Madden had just come out to the mound, had this long discussion. John Madden? With, Joe Madden had oh. this long discussion with his team. They brought in one of the outfielders to have a fifth infielder and had a shift on with the fifth infielder. Oh, the genius. So they went through all of this discussion and planning, hey, and the guy had corks a wild pitch on the very first pitch. stroke, right? Yeah, exactly. Bounce so, it in the dirt. That bounced it in. The tradition or one of the gag traditions that I love in baseball is the silent treatment when the guy comes in. For oh, the they gave up. it to Yelich They yesterday. gave it to Yelich yesterday. And even though you know the, the guys that are on deck give him a high five, counsel gives him a high five, and then he comes in the dugout and everybody's sitting down like, I'm not giving you another high five for the fourth straight day in a row. This is getting old, man. Oh, what's Forget your take? About it. I love it. Very and quickly. then going through the fake high fives and the fake hug that he did with Arsenal. Your take, I want you both to answer this, and we'll get out of this segment because we've got Bill Scott in the on-deck circle. How's that for the baseball metaphor of the morning? <laughs> um, what we're seeing with every team is these elaborate handshakes and chest bumps after home runs. If you watch Bryce Harper, I mean, every player, there was a little different handshake or, like I said, bump acknowledgement of the home run. And you know what, how the Brewers handle it with their line. Mm-hmm. Where Do you like it? Or is it getting to a point where now it seems almost... A little bit overdone. I love it. I think it's just a part of baseball now. It's just a celebration of baseball. Yeah, no, I don't mind it at all. I I, like it. I like it. I thought it was interesting. I I had seen Harper's first home run of the year, but it wasn't until last night that I heard the story then that he had a different handshake for for every single guy. I'm like, well, that's impressive. So you're okay with it? Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. The only area where we part is when we get with Dr. J and we start talking bat flipping.
Well, you know how that goes. Which is fine. Whoa. Oh, well, all right. There's a line somewhere another in there. Another day, another topic. Yeah. When we come back, though, we joined by Bill Scott. Uh, he, he did a radio show with T.J. Lang for a while, didn't he? And T.J. just announced his retirement. So we'll get his thoughts on that. And Jordy Nelson, where he ranks him on the best receivers of all time. Pete Doherty weighed in on that, comparing Jordy Nelson with, like, Boyd Dollar and Greg Jennings and gave the edge to Greg Jennings. Ooh. What do you think Bill Scott will say? That's coming up next on Lucas in the Morning. I just go out there and I just be the best I can be. You know, I pressure myself every week and I have high expectations for myself. You know, I don't, you don't worry about the money apart. That's why I hire an agent to handle stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just trying to be the best I can be on this team to be the best you know, linebacker I can be for the Packers. That would be Preston Smith, one of the new acquisitions by the Green Bay Packers. It's that time of year already for first-year head coaches. They get a jump start on everybody else as far as when they can go into training camp with their players or hold, I would sh- should say, spring mini camps. So it benefits someone like a Matt LaFleur. He can take a look at his personnel a little bit earlier than an established head coach. Bill Scott is brought to you by Metro Ford of Madison, where you get two years prepaid maintenance on any new or used car purchase. MetroFordofMadison.com. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Bill. Did we? Oh, we lost him. I think that's We got Bill. How are you? Yeah, I'm here. Good. Well, I'm glad you're there, Bill. All right. Got, got, it. got him back. Uh I mentioned before we brought you on the air, uh, you did a radio show with T.J. Lang, didn't you? I did, yeah. Uh, give us some of your thoughts. I know T.J. announced uh, that he, he's going to retire. Um, he played eight years in Green Bay. He's only 31, but he's dealt with some physical challenges, hasn't he, since going to Detroit. I think I looked at his numbers, 19 starts, and he missed 13 games and just had his sixth concussion this past fall. Talk a little bit about T.J. Lang. Well, he's, a, he, he's just a great guy. First of all, a real family guy, and uh, um, he, you know, he really mixed in well with you know the offensive line uh, in, in, in that uh, O line meeting room, and um, you know, he, he, certainly nobody uh, nobody could ever say anything bad about the guy. He was uh, you know just a quality individual, but yeah, he he struck you know good football player. Um, you know, I don't, he's not a not not doesn't have that hall of fame grade by any stretch of the imagination, but he was just a good solid, uh, you know, when he, when he was healthy, he was just a good solid player to have on that unit. And, but he had, you know, he, he was bothered with shoulder injuries and neck injuries and knee injuries and, you know, you name it. He, he, he just struggled to, uh, to stay healthy yet. You know, there were times uh, late in his time with the Packers where he played through a lot of those injuries uh, as as a lot of offensive linemen do, they they have a tendency to play hurt quite a bit. I thought that was one of the strengths of Ted Thompson uh, when he was in his prime, uh, the ability to to size up offensive linemen in the draft and, and not pay an exorbitant price for them. Yeah, I think TJ was a fourth round draft pick out of Eastern Michigan, and uh, and you're right, uh, the Packers uh, under Thompson were able to draft a number of offensive linemen. Uh, in the uh, later rounds, usually, you know, they would always spend higher picks on tackles, but uh, they were they'd be able to get guards and centers uh, at, and, and not have to give up a lot to get them. During the time when, whether it was Lang or Sitton or Woodson or Jordy Nelson, most recently or Greg Jennings, way back when, when any of those guys departed the Packers, there were enough 
in Packer Nation to be upset and wonder whether they should be bringing that guy back or uh, what the the situation was. Was it too soon? Do you think now with T.J. Lang and Jordy Nelson being the most recent, the way that those have all played out, that you could at least say more often than not, management has been right in this case to let them go or not bring them back at the times that they made those choices? Yeah, Rob, I, I don't think there's any question about that. I, I think the, uh, the you know fans, and especially those in Green Bay, but I would imagine it's you know it's like that just about everywhere. You uh, you have an emotional tie to play, especially the good guys. I mean, Nelson and Lang, they were you know they did a lot in the community. They did a lot with charity. Um, they were close to the fans, and and uh, and there were kind of people that if a fan walked up to up to them and said hi, they'd take the time to you know to visit with them for a little bit. I mean, you know, those are the guys that, that fans remember, and, and and fans certainly don't want to see those guys go. So when when they're faced with that scenario, um, they can oftentimes be critical of of management, and I understand that. But um, I I don't know too many guys, and there's a couple, but I don't know you know they're they're few and far between. Uh, because there's a lot of players that you eventually let go um, with great service time to the organization, and yet it turned out to be the right move. Pete Doherty, writing for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, tried to slot Jordy Nelson among some of the better wide receivers in Packers history. He had Don Hudson, James Lofton, Billy Houghton, and Sterling Sharp ranked above him, and then said it was it's kind of a conundrum to pick between Greg Jennings, Boyd Dowler, no Lombardi receiver, and Jordy Nelson, and he said he would give the edge to Greg Jennings. How would you view that? Well, um, that's a, I, I think it's like 1A, 1B. I, I, I don't know. I'd give maybe the edge to, to Jordy Nelson. But, over Jennings. Um, over Jennings. Over Jennings, yeah. yeah. Why? Um, I thought he was a, a more physical uh, receiver, and I, th- you know, I think he, uh, you know, maybe Jennings did it put up bigger numbers for a little longer period of time. But um, I, I think Jordy Nelson was more of a jack of all trades. He could, he could go outside. He could go inside. He was a physical receiver. I, I, I thought he could just get it done in, in, in more spots on the field. I don't think you can go wrong with either, right? Greg Jennings, no, Jordy I, Nelson. I, I, like I say, it's almost one, a one B. I, it, it, it'd be a pretty tough call if you're, you know, trying to pick out uh, which one is better. And I, I don't even know that I could legitimately do that. Well, Packers getting ready to get on the practice field with their new head coach, huh? That's kind of exciting. Yeah, a week away. They they could have started this week, but um, I, I like their decision to wait a week because then they don't have to then they don't have to take a week off. If you want to hit the ground running and just keep that momentum rolling, you know, wait a week and then uh, and, and work right through. Bill, thanks. We'll talk again next Monday morning. Okay, take care, guys. Thanks, Bill. Bill Scott is brought to you by Metro Ford of Madison, where you get two years prepaid maintenance on any new or used car purchase, MetroFordofMadison.com. When we come back, some more examples of why we watch sports, especially the big dance. That's coming up on Lucas in the Morning. Five point nine left. Takes a dribble, puts it up, left it short, ball tapped down into the backcourt. Four seconds, Virginia tracks it down, two seconds, up ahead, Diakite, he got it, he got it, he got it, Diakite at the buzzer, and Virginia hits the shot to tie it at 70 as the horn sounds. This is why we watch and listen to sports. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning with Vogel and Audius. That was Westwood One's call one of the most improbable moments in tournament history. Are you on? 
I don't yeah, hear you in the headphones at all, but I hear the music. Why don't you step outside the door? You can hear it better sure. right outside that window there. That. Can you do that? Can you hear him no, now? I think. Uh, What's going on I, there, Vogel? Whenever I mess with this headphone thing, I can tell that it comes in and out. So. Well, no. See, if you step out, then it'll come in. So go behind the door, right over there, and mm-hmm. see it, and we'll see if we can hear you. How about no. how about we try that? I'm gonna plug in somewhere else. See what happens. Okay. There. I think that'll work. There we go. Well, better there. Now I can hear myself. There we go. Terrific. Great. We, you got. Oh, you guys sound great now. Yeah. Much better than those first Too few seconds. You sound like idiots. Too now, bad we can't say the same. Better. Too bad we can't say. Back to the Bennetts, much all right? Much better, yes. Uh, so there's no way, right, Virginia overcomes Carson Edwards. There's no way after what we saw out of Carson Edwards. Uh, there was no way that he was not trying to make the free throw, which he didn't make, and bounced off the rim and, they, you know, tap it back. There's no way that freshman finds the open player, the player closest to the rim. There's no way he makes that shot to tie the gate. Is there? How does that happen? No, did you, I love the kid's answer in the postgame presser afterwards when he was asked about intentionally missing or making that free throw and how the sequence unfolded. And he, everybody starts laughing. He grins. He goes, yes, I was trying to make the first one. And then left it at that. Left you your own uh, vices I don't know decide. if you guys were able to watch that game, but the shot making was incredible. Watching what Carson Edwards was doing and Kyle Guy, and they were trading, right? It was a fantastic game. Oh, my goodness. I I was exhausted mentally after that game. It was so good, I watched it again last night. I had recorded oh, it, me. and I, I watched it again. And something that I felt was unfair for Virginia, but I will say, and Tony Bennett made mention of this after the fact, but I will say it really did help contribute to the atmosphere of the evening was that it was like a home game for Purdue. It was. The whole arena was filled with Purdue fans. I thought fans. that added to the, to the environment, It did, because it was it? so intense and so loud. Even from the get-go, when Brian Anderson and Chris Weber are doing their introduction, talking about the game, it is loud, and you can cut it with a knife in that building. And so that added to it the whole night, you, I thought. There was part of me that felt bad for Purdue, because they were right there. They had the game. But like you said, this is why we watched the tournament. Because we have these unforgettable plays and moments, and you were talking about the the uh, the unfolding of the events and how unlikely everything was, and just to have Diagite catch it and not like you said, right? He bring didn't it bring it, it down. He kept it up, and the pass was there in the perfect amount of time. The shot got released as the horn sounds. Like you can't you can't draw that up. Obviously, how did he see him? How did he find him? Because when because he, he's five eight and he has a different but perspective. When he tracked down that ball after it had been. Back tapped. Yeah, uh, there was a teammate right over the timeline where the, the natural inclination would be to throw it to the first hands, open hands, open yeah. player, open teammate. You you found he didn't. He didn't. He he wasted no time getting the ball in the right hands, and then it and he didn't bring the ball down. He shot it and made it. I, Those I teammates that. mentioned in the press conference afterwards that he looked them off. And they said at the time they were upset that he was doing so, but they said smartly doing so oh my goodness. and getting it to the other guy. Um, Have you ever seen – I've never been a part of this tournament and watched game after game after game with such a high level of intensity coming down to just a, a number of plays at the end of these games. Well, I did put, when that, when that ended, I put the Vogel Research Institute into action, and we did verify with hard evidence that 95.7% of the Saturday night Elite Eight games 
are great ones. Whether it was the Christian Leitner back in the day with Kentucky, the second game of the doubleheader on Saturday night, like the Virginia-Purdue game was, is always fantastic. For whatever reason, because it's a Saturday night and people have been partying ready for the game, there's always a buzz. But there's Sunday's some games had moment. great drama as well. They did. Who they are did. you rooting for? All right, but tell me this. the second game was played better than the first game. The first game was pretty ugly. It was 60-60 going into overtime. Out of, the two, out of the two scoundrels, allegedly, uh, Calipari and Pearl, who were you rooting for? Out of those two guys. I was rooting for a blackout. And hoping no, that's serious. Sink. I was... I, d- I don't like anything Kentucky. So all right, yeah. I, I like Bruce yeah. Pearl. I got to be fr- I got to be friends with him when he was in Milwaukee. Even though I know that he's a little bit iffy on his recruiting practice. Really, this a little bit. All right, so now you sure. had to be rooting for Michigan State against Duke, right? Everybody rooting against yes, Duke. Yes, and everybody rooting against Duke. Well, the nation is rooting against Duke. Yes, every hold game. On. not exactly, not exactly. And I found myself like in our household, one of the few who is rooting against Duke because everybody in their bracket has Duke. Yeah. I'm one of those that didn't. So I knew that if Duke lost, I'm going to win our pool. I've got a great chance of doing so. I'm going to lose the family pool to my wife because she also picked, we both picked Virginia to win it all. It's a good point. So like we're the you, only ones left with a national champion still in play. It's a good point, Vogel, because most people had Duke. So you were cheering for your bracket. But if there were no brackets, if brackets were never created that you could fill them out and win money, right? 99% of people want Duke to lose. Just saying. Yeah. Just yeah, in general. I mean, look, Zion is a legitimate man-child. He does things that defy logic and gravity for a, a man child that size to be able to jump that high to make those types of plays when everybody knows that he's the one that's got to make those plays, right? Can I tell you something though that was extremely disappointing from the the coverage of it that happened right after that great Virginia win and the dr- drama of Saturday? I'm wired. I'm like, God, I'm gonna watch this again. This was fantastic. They go to the studio first words out of Charles Barkley's mouth to criticize Tony Bennett. First words, not, really. not congratulations, really not fantastic. You, oh yeah, he let Carson Edwards let almost Carson beat him. Edwards go off. The guy is shooting 30-footers. He's banking oh, in three-pointers. As much as I, mean, I like Charles, too. Are you too. nuts? He was out of line. Oh, by the way, your sideline reporter came out of halftime. The first words were reporting. We're going with a bigger guy on Carson Edwards. We're changing up what we're well, doing. Well, how about they this? They did try different things. Gumbo's, they show a picture of Tony and Dick Bennett embracing. And Gumbo says, oh, yeah, Tony played for Dick at Virginia. Uh, oh, oh no, m- m- check that. This, go, is where what? this is where I'm going to pat myself on the back. Halfway through the second half, I tweeted out, funny, they've shown Gene Cady 15 times at least during this game. Dick Bennett once with no acknowledgement well, of who he is. Well, that's a problem. Shortly they showed after him that, more, they did. They showed him a few times, but they didn't know who it was. Right. The guys, n- nobody knew who it was. And I tweeted Unless that out knew Dick at, Bennett the, and his at wife. the TBS crew and at the NCAA. And shortly after that, they started a run of showing Dick Bennett oh, and mentioning who Vogel. he was. Here's I'm your producing. Here, yeah, I'm producing. Here's, no your, here's your tease for the second hour. We'll hear from Dick Bennett. At one point in the second hour of the show, right here on Lucas in the Morning. Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. Here's Uncle Lukey. All right, we got some belated birthdays, starting with our very own Brian Posick. 
to celebrate a birthday on Saturday. Were you aware of oh, that? Oh, I think I saw something on tw- his Twitter. Yeah, happy uh, birthday, Brian BP. Will, Brian will yeah, join yeah. us in a few minutes. We'll ask him what his favorite art... No? I don't think he's here today. Oh, he's not here today? No. Well, screw it then. We See, won't say anything to him. Still it. celebrating the National Championship with his Oh, that's daughter, right. Sure. He isn't here today. He's on a like two-week bender on that. Oh, I, yeah. I celebrating be. his birthday. I would be. Okay, so let's go with uh, Bad Company. Do we have that? Was that on the list? Uh, yeah, Bad Company. I think it's this one. Mick Ralphs. He celebrated a birthday uh, Sunday, 71 years old. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Brooke and Robin Lopez are both 31 today. What an underrated move by the Milwaukee Bucks to sign Brooke Lopez. I mean, he's been a three-point scorer for him. He's been a rim protector for him. He's been valuable for him. Don't you agree? Brooke Lopez, unsung. Literally been huge for them. Yeah, it's been it's a great signing. Pickup of the offseason for the Bucks. Well, I think so. Right? Yeah, but but he's fit. Yeah. He's meshed with the personnel, which is the most important thing. We'll all, talk. Don't you, the, all except for his deflection yesterday that went right to Trey Young, who scored well, a yeah. once in a while. Uh, speaking of which, the Milwaukee Bucks will visit with the play by play voice of your Milwaukee Bucks, Ted Davis. Ted Davis will. Join us, scheduled to join us at 7.30 this morning. All right? So now let's segue. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Huey Lewis in the news. It's another belated birthday. Sean Hopper turned uh, 66 on... Sunday. Can I say something about Huey Lewis in the news? Go ahead. I don't really like know all their songs. I know this because of Back to the Future. But every time I hear a Huey Lewis in the new song, I'm like, not bad. Like, it's not great. bad. They're it really great. isn't. It's, thank you. For, yeah. Thank you for accepting them. I For sure I do. <laughs> uh, former Brewers relief stud John Axford. Only 36. Uh, he just signed, I think, a minor league deal with uh, Toronto. He's got some physical problems again. Pitched with the Jays, and then they traded him to the Dodgers last year, and that didn't work out too well. But he was pretty good during his prime in Milwaukee. He had 46 and 35 saves in back-to-back years. Isn't Axford the one who is the huge movie buff? Like, he had his own movie reviews, I think. Axford? Was it Axford? Yeah, I, think it, I thought it was Axford, and then, like, when it came o- Oscar no, that's, time, that's that's he was somebody that weighed yeah. in on it with a, a lot of stuff. All right, little Aunt, Lady Antebellum. Hillary Scott, 35. I didn't know what to pick, so I just... That's I, fair. Just picked no, one. You don't worry about who you pick or what you pick. Okay, I don't know any lady. No, you worry because I'll place. yell at you if you pick the wrong thing. Is this the right one? <laughs> I don't know. No, no that's right. fine. <laughs> uh, Arthur Big Guy Carlson would have been 87 today. What's his real name? WKRP. Gordon something. Gordon Jump. Jump. There we go. Oh, speaking of a gourd or you a Gordy. You don't even know that is WKRP in Cincinnati. I know this. Yeah, I didn't know the guy. I know okay. the show. On Sunday, Gordy Howe would have been 91. Mr. Hockey. How, by the way, did we Still get past playing. that and you not say what his greatest line ever was, Gordon Jumps? As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Right. <laughs> one of the bits we play every I once know in that a while. Bit. Yeah. Uh, one last birthday. And this is for my generation of 
and, and, and people in my generation will go, you can't be kidding. You got to be kidding. Can't be true. Allie McGraw is 80 years old today. Allie McGraw. Do you ever see the love story, the movie Love Story? Jenny yes. Cavallari, uh, Oliver Barrett the Fourth, Ryan O'Neill. You guys, is this? Are you saying names? This resonated people? all with uh, you guys. Yes, the know. Al Gore story. That's what this is. That was the, what was loosely based. Let on politics Al Gore. alone. Leave no. it alone. We don't talk Al Gore politics and Tommy here. Tommy Lee Jones were roommates at Harvard. Tommy Lee Jones was in that and movie. And the one character is loosely based on Al Gore. Uh, Phil Al Negro, so. also eighty years old today. Nuxy pitched until he was what forty-eight. Gordy Howe played hockey until he was 51. Phil Necro threw his knuckleball until he was 48 years old. Started with the Milwaukee Braves. Were you aware of that, audience? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't know. You yeah. never heard I'd of the say, Milwaukee yeah. Braves. I'd say, yeah. What are you going to do? I didn't do anything. Uh, second hour, we'll talk with Andy Baggett. You're going to hear some sound from Dick Bennett. We'll also hear from the voices of the Milwaukee Bucks. Ted Davis at 730 right here on Lucas in the Morning. Patrons. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, oh, what a beautiful morning. This is Lucas in the morning. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The show where the hot topics get doused with a bucket of cold water. Now that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts and get ready for a radio ride. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's Mike Lucas. What we need to do is get Eddie up to speed with the crew and the new crew on Lucas in the Morning. And that would be Vogel, who's old and nothing new there. Oh, hey, that doesn't sound very nice. And John Audius, who has joined the morning crew, Lucas in the Morning. Hey, fellas, what's up? Can I ask a question? Why does Vogel wear a twin sweatshirt and a Brewers uh, hat? Because I root for both teams. Now, he's a Minnesota fanboy. Yeah, but you're a difficult. Minnesota fanboy, too. I, I, I'm outnumbered right now. But I don't. Listen, I haven't you don't root for kept the track of the Twins in like eight, ten years because I'm he's a big Twins fan. I mean, it's 162 games, four hours. I'm going to do that for two teams. He's a big Wild fan. I'm not quite sure if you're sold on the Gophers as much as I no. lead people You're a big believe. Gophers no. fan too, huh? I am not. No, I don't I, think so. I, I but anyway, my point is this. I just got into a Twitter fight with somebody who covers the Gophers because they want to disparage Madison and Iowa City versus the Twin Cities over a, what? an elite tweet, as it was put at the time. Because well, there was a sunset over the skyline in, in the Twin Cities, and it was said, So it's elite, better there, right? And they, they said it was an elite sunset, and the person who covers Gophers basketball and Gophers sports said, you'd never see this in Madison and Iowa City, no skyline there. So I tweeted a beautiful scenic shot of downtown Madison, you know, with the terrace so and the Capitol. And they're all like, oh, that's like comparing, you know, a steak to a, a White Whatever. Castle burger or yes. something like that. I'm like, see, now, right, see. now, John, speaking for John, because that's what I'm going to be doing from this point forward. Nice. It's a big Vikings fan, correct? That's correct. Now, you aren't. You're not no. that much into the Vikings, but no. you are into the Twins in the wild. Right. You're not a hockey fan. No, not all at right. all. Now, once the North Stars left when I was a little kid, I was like, screw hockey. I really was. Right. I was upset. Well, I was you're not st- like Gentle Ben who so falls asleep during hockey games. Uh, I would, if would I was at happen? one, if I was at one, no. If it was on TV, maybe. 
That's sad. just being honest, guys. That's okay. You, I want honesty. Okay. I'll tell you when it's time to lie because we do that a lot too. <laughs> okay. Remember, our worst is worse than your worst. That's the motto of the show. Our worst is worse okay. than your worst. I got into another Twitter battle while I was gone. It sucked what is it in with while you? I was in Arizona, for heaven's sake. What the hell happened with you guys that you were not able to hold down the fort? The Badgers lose one NCAA tournament game, and suddenly Pitchfork Nation is out there wanting to burn no, down chicken the offices there and get in a new coach. Chicken and recruiting's littles. the problem, and three-point shooting's the problem. And I'm getting in it with fairly intelligent people who are demanding changes of drastic no, it's a sign like, of the times. Nuts? It's a sign of the times. It's like, same gratification. The same tweets and stories had been written before the NCAA tournament game. Everybody's like, pretty successful season. Got Back in the NCAA tournament, got back in the top four, made it to the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament, won over 20-plus games. Now they lose one NCAA tournament game that many of us saw coming as, a, as an issue, and boom, everybody needs it to It was changed. a disappointment to lose the game to Oregon, but sure. the season wasn't disappointing. Sure. Just look at it that way. It was not a disappointing season. They made it back to the NCAA tournament. They made it back to the top four of the Big Ten. It was not a disappointing season. It was a disappointment to lose to Oregon. And they'd be the players would be the first one to tell you that, right? And they were tied in that game at halftime, despite all their issues. In fact, it's funny because so they I scored think, as many points as halftime as I, I think <laughs> as uh, Kentucky did at halftime or something. Like I went back. Duke at the I went back and look. By the way, I did tweet out when uh, Auburn was going to overtime with Kentucky at sixty sixty. I said, if this were Wisconsin oh, or Virginia and anybody, them. the Pat Forties and the Dan Patricks well, would be this. This is an abomination of basketball you, and set them back. 50 tell me years. this: Do you think any of those national pundits like the Pat Forties? Have apologized to Dick Bennett or Tony Bennett for all the criticism over the years? No, they haven't. Have no, they, they won't Absolutely either. Not. You know no. what that, the slant of the article was? Because I even read it from Pat Ford yesterday. Other than one, a story about the breakdown of that final crazy plays you mentioned that forced overtime. The angle is how Purdue let it get away. That Purdue blew it. So it's Purdue not Virginia. should have won. It's nothing positive about Virginia. It's of not, course not. It's not a year after suffering one of the worst, most embarrassing NCAA tournament losses. They've now come back to the Final Four. What that's a, the, was, story. Was that's the story. Exactly. Yeah. Wasn't it Forty's uh, thesis? Bennett Ball can't win in March. Yes. Right? Didn't he? He wrote that last year. Bennett Ball can't win, and, they, and he dragged Dick into it. You know, what happened? He got into the Final Four, couldn't do it. Not only last March, they were just saying that a week ago or two weeks ago before the tournament started, they were both on Dan Patrick's show, Forty was on there, and was ripping on Of Venable course, that's what he does. That's what Pat Forty does. one seed that was going to do we lose. Have, do we have time for a little clip from Dick Bennett talking with Andy Katz? Do we have time? Can we make time for that or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got... Uh, then we'll hear from Tony later this here, hour. All right, here's Dick Bennett uh, after that big one. I'm probably more excited now than I was after our own games, but... To see your son and the kids he loves, uh, the last thing I said to them um, la- two weeks ago, and I haven't spoken to his team since, I said, fellas, you have to understand, Tony is in my heart, which means so are you. I was so happy to see him at the game because he's had this issue, personal issue of attending games in person with Tony coaching. He just... It's so nervous, right. so anxiety, anxiety ridden. That, but he was there, um, and you could tell he was. Co- the previous game, he was standing up, yelling instructions to the player. He quit. He can't get. The, can't stop being a coach. Well, I was going to say, nor, the, nor should anyone want him to stop being. I a coach. I saw on Twitter a still shot of the crowd reaction after the, the Diakite game tying basket, and Dick Bennett's at the bottom of the screen. Everybody's like jumping up and down and hugging and smiling. He's just got this stoic look on his face, oh. like. Now what? Well, you know, it's funny. So this is not a new thing for him because I remember when Tony first took over at Washington State, 
they would show during those broadcasts, Dick would be in different seats throughout the game. He couldn't sit still and he'd have they to finally move. finally just left the arena. He At Virginia, not... he stopped coming. He'd right. be with the grandkids back at the house and watch the game on TV or the rebroadcast of it because he couldn't ex- stand it. I fully what? expected to see his wife and then an empty seat, yeah. right? I, I thought he'd stay at the hotel or stay out of the arena. He gave credit during that interview with Andy Katz that he had his wife on one side and daughter or whatever on the other, yes. or daughter-in-law on the other side, and that they were trying to keep him calm during the game. Uh, just it, it was great for the Bennett family. Uh, and everybody that has come into some contact with Dick Bennett or Tony Bennett, we're going to hear from Tony Bennett later in the show. And what, what he has to say, just, I think, just carries so much weight. And uh, You know what? He was probably his strongest last year after losing to the 16th seed. Oh, absolutely. The, the comments he made then were incredible. How much this week will the storyline be Feel good. Look what Virginia has done. Overcome this incredible adversity and embarrassment from last year. And credit to Tony Bennett and his coaching staff and the system. Or how much will be about they can't win now. They, they can't win with know. this defensive I, I, style. I'm just glad style. Duke's not involved. So yeah. we, we could put Me too. an end to that. Me too. Or you too? I, I'm glad Duke's gone. That was certainly would cast a shadow over everything. Right. They, they would have taken how all lucky the has Duke been the previous two games? Should before. have been beaten each of the last well, two well, games. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Finally caught up. Uh, when we come back. Andy Baggett joins us right here on Lucas in the Morning. What a tremendous call by Matt LePay. After the game, Ryan Braun had this to say about Christian Yelich, quoting, I've never seen anyone this good at baseball for this long. And he cited examples like Barry Bonds in his prime, Mike Trout, Albert Pujols in his prime. And then Braun said, I think everyone should take the time to appreciate it because what we're witnessing is greatness. It's absolutely incredible. End of quote. Joining us now from UWBadgers.com, Andy Baggett. Good morning, Andy. Morning, guys. You all right? Yeah, we're. I mean, we were talking throughout the morning about why do we watch sports? Why do we listen to sports? One example is the NC2A basketball tournament. Another example or examples is what we saw at Miller Park over the weekend, specifically with Christian Yelich. You never know what you're going to see. I think the the attraction is the mystery. I think the attraction is is the emotion. I think. I mean, there's a ton of things that draw us to. Uh, to sporting events, whatever they might be, and and uh, you you I think ever since you were a little kid growing up, you always kind of envisioned yourself, especially if you followed sports, you always envisioned yourself be hitting the winning shot or driving in the winning run or doing something like that to to somehow uh, try to understand what that feeling is like because I think in the moment we'd all love to trade places with Christian Yelich to know what it feels like to hit a home run to to do something like that or to hit a game-winning shot or to have a night like uh, 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 so many of the players are having in, in, in the NCAA tournament. And, and it just it draws you in, and it's really, really hard to, to extract yourself when at any point in your life because it's, uh, uh, there, there's some, it's going to sound weird, but I think there's some magic to it. And when you feel that way, um, you become a fan, and you follow sports, and and you do so until you die, and 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 it's and it's more often than not, it's a pretty cool ride. 
you know, Yelich with the four straight home runs and what Lukey said that Braun had to say about Christian Yelich in the great second half of the season he had last season. What stands out the most to you about what Christian Yelich is doing best for the Brewers over the last, well, half of last season in the first four games of this year? Well, let's expand it. What What is he doing for Milwaukee? I think he's been, he's bordering on folk hero. I mean, he's he's coming, he's embraced a city. The city has embraced him. He's he's the perfect, at least to this point, he's been the perfect personality for Milwaukee. He's uh, he's young. He understands his place. He understands his role. He uh, he's got a kindness about him, a a, a respect about him that uh, is is really neat. And I think that he's a guy that uh, that you want to build your franchise around. And I think we're starting to see just how how. Uh, remarkable a player he is and 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 makes you think about what he could be you know two three years down the road isn't one of the fun things about this Andy for you and I know it is for me is that this is happening in baseball where one of those sports that at least it has come to be where as you get younger and younger most people are saying you know there isn't that must-see moment can't leave your seat and miss it sort of moment I noticed over the weekend my own kid was saying to me, Dad, can I just watch the game through Yelich's at bat? Or can I not go to bed through Yelich? Or I'm not leaving the house because let's watch and see what Yelich does. I can remember that when Bonds and uh, Sosa, or excuse me, McGuire and Sosa had their home run chase. Or Bonds when he was doing what he's doing. Like, all right, I got to watch him at bat. Then I can go do whatever it is I need to do. Now another generation is getting, at least of Brewers fans, getting their moment. I got to see Yelich bat, and then I can do whatever I want. Yeah, he's he's that type of a draw. And... and you, baseball is such a, is is one of the crueler sports that uh, you eventually there's going to be a drop off. Eventually there's going to be a slump. You know, it's it's just it's it's how things work. I mean, we 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 have to we have to appreciate the good times when the when the struggles come along. And somewhere along the line, Christian Yelich is going to struggle, and that's that's what history tells us. That's what uh, human emotion tells us. That's what te- that's what baseball tells us. But until then, you're 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 locked in. You're you're going to sit there and you're going to wait for, to watch his his next at bat. You're going to blink through the crustiness of your eyes, wanting to go to sleep, and and knowing that the, he's got one more at bat, and maybe the twelfth inning, and he might win a game for you. So it's it's a uh, he's he's a unique draw. And when you have someone like that, when you have a guy that people simply come to the ballpark just to watch him hit. To see and and see the gifts that he has to play baseball, uh, you have something special, and so I think Brewer fans and and even casual fans should appreciate that. In this same context of why we watch sports, one of the most poignant snapshots from the weekend, from my perspective, was Tony Bennett hugging Dick Bennett after Virginia made it to the Final Four. Tony was a volunteer manager on that 2000 Wisconsin team that Dick Bennett coached to the Final Four. Brad Soderberg the common denominator between both those squads, an assistant uh, under Dick Bennett and now an assistant under Tony Bennett. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm pretty sappy about such things, but knowing the Bennett family, um, this was special. Well, it's it's really hard because uh, you know you know the Bennetts as well as I do. Dick Bennett is, is one of the two or three best people I've ever met in my life, and, and Tony is, is right on that same shelf. And to see them enjoy that moment, that was that awesome. Isn't isn't a good enough word? It it it's, it's, it makes you feel wonderful about 
that family and, and that relationship, that father-son relationship, knowing what Tony went through a year ago, I thought it was really telling. And Dick did an interview after the game, and uh, Andy Katz asked him about, you know, how did you get your son through last year, the the the, the utter disappointment of losing to being the first number one seed to lose to a 16 seed. And he talked about Tony getting him through it, mm-hmm. and and that was that was amazing. I mean, if you haven't heard that clip, please go do it because it's a uh, it's a lesson in in uh, in humanity and it's a lesson in in perspective. And I think it was uh, it was it made my weekend. And I know it's more of an insider thing here because rightly so, most of the attention will go to the Bennetts about this with with Virginia. But they mentioned just during the broadcast that it was a, a new-ish Virginia offense, which is being run by Brad Soderberg, who had a pretty good run when he took over as the interim coach during the regular season. Yeah, they went out quickly in the NCAA tournament, but it's sort of a feel-good for a guy who's gone around the coaching circles, even gotten out of coaching, and it was Tony who brought him back into coaching as being part of that Virginia staff. And speaking of good people, I mean, we've been really. it made me think that the, for the most part we've been really fortunate to have good people as coaches come through here, and especially in the high-profile sports, higher-profile sports, and and uh, uh, however it turned out, however you know whether or not they they were asked to leave or decided to leave or do whatever the case might be in in Brad Soderberg's case, the fact that he was here, there are a lot of people who are made better by having him here, and and that can never be taken away from him. Andy, thank you. We'll talk again on Wednesday. All right, guys, enjoy your days. Thanks, Andy. Andy Baggett from UWBadgers.com. When we return, we'll get an update on the health status of the walking bucks who were playing without three... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Starters yesterday. Ted Davis, the voice of the Bucks, will join us next on Lucas in the Morning. Kevin looking. He goes with an alley-oop. It's knocked away. And Trey picks it up and puts it up. And it goes in. It goes in. Trey Young just won the game. Somehow, way, he got a rebound, and he put it up and in. Trey Mendes, a Trey Mendes win for the Hawks in overtime. 136 to 135. Trey Young, he's got the it factor, folks. Make no mistake about it. He has the it factor. It'll be the Hawks Radio Network if you needed a reminder or not. That <laughs> wasn't Ted? Uh, no. no. The one thing I like about Ted Davis is that he brings a unique creativity and great enthusiasm to every broadcast, and that's what separates him from, from many radio voices, and Ted joins us now. Good morning, Ted. How are you? Hey, good morning from New York City. Uh, good to be talking to you. How'd you like that G League scrimmage that broke out in the anticipation of an NBA game between the Hawks and the Bucks? Felt like preseason, uh, Bonzi Colson show, uh, but give the guy credit, man, the guy went out there and had 15 points and 16 rebounds in the game, and then Tim Frazier plays 53 minutes, has like 20 points and 15 assists, 
and down four starters and their top sixth man, the Bucks almost won a game. If Trey Young is not standing in that very position when Brooke Lopez tips that ball away, the Bucks win that game somehow. Yeah, that's a fluke basket by Young. It was only his fifth made field goal of the game. I watched Tim Frazier in college. I know he's bounced around a little bit, but those are some pretty good numbers. Yeah, I know he's 8 of 17 from the field. The, the player I want to ask about, though, is Sterling Brown. Do you think they can get something out of Sterling Brown as they move into the postseason? Oh, I think he's going to be um, a key factor. He, he brings a toughness uh, to the team that I think the coaches like. Uh, he can guard a lot of different people. He's a good defender. Uh, he was well coached by Larry Brown at SMU that – uh, I've talked to him, and he said playing for Larry Brown really prepared him for what he had to face in the NBA. So uh, I think he's going to be a key part of the rotation. And, uh, you know, the, the the goal now is just to get as many people healthy as you can in the next two weeks. Basically, it's two weeks until you start the playoffs, and you've got seven guys right now that are dinged up. So, you know, healthy, get healthy. Any of those seven guys, obviously we know what Miritich's injury is, and that's uh, more serious because he's not even uh, on the roster or on the, in the lineup right now at all. But of those guys that sat yesterday, like Giannis or Bledsoe or uh, Middleton, Middleton, Snell, that maybe could have played, any of those injuries that's more of a concern than any of the others to keep an eye on because of an injury standpoint, other than just Giannis is oh. the most important player always? Well. Yeah, the biggest one is Giannis. You know, you have to have him healthy. He's the uh, he's the Aaron Rodgers of this team. If if you don't have him healthy, then you really don't have anything. I don't think you can't make a deep run in the playoffs without Giannis. So he's the key thing, and they've got to you know they've got to pull him back a little bit because if it were up to Giannis, he would play every game and he would play forty eight minutes no matter how his body felt. And there's no question that his ankle is a little bit of a problem right now, and he rolled it against Philly. And then he tweaked it twice. So it, it shows that there's some weakness in there. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, Budenholzer said yesterday that he wasn't playing in Atlanta and they would reevaluate today. I would be shocked if he played on a back-to-back. Now that will give him till Thursday when they play against Philadelphia. And I asked Budenholzer if, if it's possible that Giannis could play on this road trip. And he seemed to indicate that, uh, yeah, that Giannis might play on this road trip. So my guess is that, they're probably looking at Philly. You know, Ted, I was just going to ask you, so you said the number one goal is getting healthy, so what kind of lineup will we see the last five games of the season? Who knows? I mean, you may have uh, a one guy in the bullpen every game. You know, that's something they might do. Bledsoe could have played yesterday, but uh, Budenholzer said after the game that once they knew that Middleton was out and Giannis was out, you got a back-to-back, why not? And he just went with that crazy lineup, and it almost worked. Uh, I think Meritage will be back for the first round. I think Snell will be back for the first round. Brogdon, probably not. So uh, at, at playoff time, when you match up against whatever that eighth seed is, you'll have some healthier bodies. We're talking with Ted Davis, the play-by-play voice of the Milwaukee Bucks. Ted, who gets the credit for uh, Eric Bledsoe's epiphany, or whatever you want to call it, uh, the Bledsoe we saw last year? Uh, compared to the one this year? Is it, is it just Eric Bledsoe who's, who's done the work uh, to be such a factor and impactful player? Is it the coaching staff? How do you see it? I think it's a combination, but I think uh, a majority of the credit goes to Bledsoe. Uh, he was very disappointed by the way he played in the playoffs. Uh, as you recall, he got into that verbal thing with Terry Rozier, and then Terry Rozier got the best of him on the floor. 
And that's why the Celtics, one of the big reasons why the Celtics went on to win that seven-game series. So I think he felt uh, disappointed with himself. He came back in really good shape. Uh, it was a contract year for him, so that was the motivation to start the season. And then I think he connected with Budenholzer. And in terms of the way the Bucks play defense, Budenholzer gave him a lot of freedom to sort of uh, come up with his own game plan. Well, I remember the game in Houston where they had a plan to play James Harden, and Bledsoe said, well, I'm going to take your plan, and I'll even change it a little bit. I'll just play his left hand. And it worked. So <laughs> I think they've connected in a way that uh, is really good for a player and a coach. The only thing that really hurt from yesterday's Bucks win is that it made it have to go one step more to try to clinch that number one overall spot to be able to get to 60 wins. What significance do you put, or do you think the team puts, in either one of those achievements, getting to 60 wins and or wrapping up the number one seed? Uh, 60 wins is a nice uh, bobble that you can put on your tree, but I don't think you, uh, you know, I don't think you have to bust yourself completely apart to do it. I think the Warriors a few years ago when they, they tried so hard to get 73 wins and push themselves late in the season. They ran out of gas in the playoffs, if you recall. That's the year they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So 60 would be nice, but I don't think they're going to uh, push for it the way Golden State did. Uh, now, the number one seed, yeah, that's something that uh, you really do want because you'll have home court advantage throughout. No matter who you play or where you play or what series you're in, if it's a game seven, it's going to be at Serve Forum where they have the best home record in the NBA, and I, I think they're going to get that. The magic number is two. Their lead over Toronto is now three games in the standings, and it's really four with the tiebreaker, and we've got five games to play. So I think they're pretty confident that they can get to that. He's Ted Davis. He's the radio voice of the Bucks. Now, Ted, can you explain your connection to Texas Tech and what you were feeling as you watched <laughs> that team punch its ticket to the Final Four? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, and... Lubbock is a place that uh, you love only if you live there. Um, <laughs> it, it grows on you, like maybe like a wart. You know, Lubbock grows on you like a wart. They should use that as a, uh, as a slogan to get people to come there. No, no, uh, no. But I grew there. I grew up there. That's where my parents had their, their restaurant. They ran a restaurant, a mom-and-pop place in Lubbock. And my dad had season tickets to Tech football and basketball. My first sports hero was a guy named Donnie Anderson, who Packer fans. Oh, absolutely, so, man. Yeah. Number yeah, 44, so, Jim Grabowski and Donnie Anderson were that million-dollar backfield. Yeah. So, I mean, my earliest memories were going to Tech games. And being a Tech fan is a little bit like being a Milwaukee sports fan in that you're always, you know, you're, you're on the verge of being disappointed greatly, or as I call it, being kicked in the nads. You know, every now and then you can do something, but you're never going to do anything big. And Texas Tech is in the Final Four in basketball, in a football state. Basketball has never been that big at Texas Tech until now. And I was watching the game in Atlanta. I was watching their uh, game against Gonzaga. And I've never pulled so hard for a team in my life. I was standing in front of the TV in a defensive stance. That's how much I was into that game. Well, Chris Beard can critique that for you. I mean, Chris Beard constantly or repeatedly said after, Texas Tech's going to the Final Four. It's like he had to convince himself. Texas Tech's going to the Final Four. What a job he's done. and Darvin Ham is on our, our coaching staff, and so we were, we were knuckle-bumping yesterday as we were going into the arena. Texas, I, we were saying the same thing. Texas Tech is going to the Final Four. Now, I was talking to Marcus Johnson on the plane, and Marcus kind of threw a you know, big bucket of water on my fire. He goes, well, 
you know, UCLA is going to come along and throw some big money at him. That's what I'm hearing. They're going to get him to leave Lubbock. And I'm like, oh, we can't have nice things. Just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Jared Culver can play in the NBA, can't he? He's good. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a lottery pick. Uh, I think he'll be at least a top 14 pick. Uh, probably the best player to ever play at Texas Tech. Uh, he came out of a high school in Lubbock, right there in Lubbock, Lubbock Coronado High School. They don't produce many big-time basketball players, but apparently they got one. Great story. Enjoy it. Not only the Bucks, but Texas Tech. Thanks, Ted, for joining us this morning. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Ted. By the way, that for our younger listeners, that place where Ted was mentioning getting kicked, it's near the shoulder blades. That's yeah. another word for shoulder blades. The nads. Nads. Yeah. Yep, Those yep. are the shoulder blades, kids. As long as you think that way, Vogel. <laughs> no, I just fine. want our younger listeners. Uh, we need to hear a little from Tony Bennett here, don't we? Because yes. I think he puts life in perspective. We'll come back and listen to TB next on Lucas in the Morning. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning, Vogel, Adias, Tony Bennett. We promised you Tony Bennett. This was a clip from after the game yesterday. Um, no, it's Saturday, I'm sorry. After the game Saturday, uh, Tony going to the Final Four, kind of full circle Bennett's here with Dick Bennett taking the Badgers to the Final Four in 2000. Now Tony Bennett taking his Who's, H-O-O-S. Yes, that's the nickname, a correct Nickname for the Wahoos? Did you were you aware of that? Either yeah, I've Wahoos, learned that by yeah. following Phony Bennett, the uh, Twitter uh, handle of uh, somebody who is big on Virginia sports. There's a whole so reason behind it too. You like, know who's really yes. big on Virginia sports is Tom Hodricourt. Oh big, yeah, yep. a big time fan. So is Dennis Punzel, by the way. All right, Wisconsin State Journal. Yeah, is that because of the Bennett connection? No, I, I or think not? he tweets about be. it all the time. Has to be the and, Bennett connection. Uh, why did I just blank his name? But, Who used to cover Badger basketball for the uh, State Journal? Um, well, there have been a lot of people. No, I know, but during the Dick Bennett era, Vic uh, Fjord. Vic, yes, because he's I I ran, bumped into him on the on the golf course. He's traveled out to Virginia to visit the Bennetts while he's Tony since Tony's wow. been out there coaching. All right, so Sorry, he, Vic, here's a little the little taste of uh, Tony Bennett. It was great. I, we, we've said it before, uh, the joy of competition, the fun and the pursuit of trying to win a championship. And we didn't win a championship, but we got to the Final Four. And, it, it, of course, it was exhilarating. It was great. Um, but I meant what I said. And it's easy to say up here, but I said it before. And I experienced things. Um, and, and I was at peace, but there was a burning desire to get these guys and our program to a Final Four and and hopefully beyond. So um, it's the moments are good, um, but I remember 19 years ago, I was sitting in the back of a press conference when my father took his team to um, the Final Four. They beat Purdue, and I memorized his quote. He said a quote that I've never forgot, and it stuck with me for that long. And they asked him, "Is this one of the, the greatest feelings um, that you've ever had getting to the Final Four?" And, and he said this, he said, from a feeling state, euphoria, yes it is, uh, but it doesn't compare with faith, with kids, family, grandkids. He said, because I know what truly matters, it enables me to enjoy what seems to matter like this. I've remembered that quote, and I've tried my best to live by it. I've wanted this program to honor what's important to me, my faith in these young men through success and through failure. Um, that's what I've wanted. And 
and he pointed me in the right direction. Um, as a competitor, you go after it, and you want to do it, um, but in the bigger picture, you have to be at peace with both. That's just my, my viewpoint on it. So um, sorry for the long answer, but I think I'm glad I got the chance to say that. I'm glad we got a chance to hear that. Tony Bennett, uh, nothing surprising about how Tony handles interviews, nothing surprising about how Tony Bennett handles life. I mean, he's a product of Dick Bennett. That soundbite, one of about 7,000 I listened to between Saturday night and on into Sunday of whether it was Tony or Dick. A, uh, it's not officially the tweet of the day, but one of the tweets that goes with what he just said there was the Badger basketball program had tweeted out, congratulations to Tony Bennett, Dick Bennett, and Brad Soderberg on reaching the Final Four together. And they have a picture of them from that year after Dick had stepped down when they honored him and that Final Four team. And there is Dick Bennett, Brad Soderberg, and Tony Bennett side-by-side side, all on the Cole Center Court that day honoring them. And I remember, just like Tony had said there about what his dad had said uh, back 19 years ago, when I did a story on the fifth anniversary of that Final Four team, and at that time Dick and Tony were out at Washington State, and the interview we had uh, some people out there get for us in Washington State, Dick had that same answer. He repeated much of that same quote, and he said, of going to the Final Four, it's like icing on the cake of life. It was a big part of it, but the cake was the bigger part. I just love all these, even last year after losing in the first round, all oh, the, he was better then. He was Tony great. was better then. I just, I'm amazed at just how awesome of a speaker, coach, and putting everything into perspective person Tony Tony Bennett is, and obviously that comes a lot from his father. There's another very inspirational coach in this Final Four, uh, and he handles things a little bit differently. Tom Izzo, the veteran coach, the Hall of Fame coach. I think we have a soundbite talking about the heart of a lion. Is that correct, John? Let's listen. I heard Rudy Tomjanovich. I went down. One of my former assistants was at uh, Houston when they won two, and he talked about having a heart of a lion. And a heart of a lion uh, is what they have. I, I, I'm telling you, the mental toughness. Even when we were down 30 to 21, there was no panic in the huddle. This is not his most talented team, having covered the Spartans for the length of time that Izzo's been the coach. This is not even close to being his most talented team, but it might be his most strong-willed, strong-minded team. Kenny Goins was a walk-on, mm-hmm. and, and now as a 50-year senior, who hit the biggest shot yesterday? It was Kenny Goins. He hit that same shot from almost the same exact spot on the floor at the Cold Center this year, and it was a determining, deciding blow against the Badgers. Well, you know what they have in common there? You listen to when the controversy was recently come up, whatever level you want to put on, with uh, Izzo and the way he handled some things on the sidelines with Aaron Henry. Those players are loyal to him. They talk about that and wanted to win for him. Every one of those Virginia players in the press conference afterwards talked about wanting to win and get to the Final Four for Coach Bennett. Because of and the you criticism of Tony. Genuine, yeah, yeah. And you could tell it was genuine, their loyalty and appreciation for not only the coach, but the person he is. And that's what you've got <laughs> with these established programs with these head coaches lead them, like Izzo and like Bennett. 0.04% of the people who filled out brackets had this Final Four. Is that correct, John? Virginia against Auburn, Michigan State against Texas Tech? Something like 7,000, some out of 17 million. I've got Virginia winning it all, so I'm still in my bracket. I do in one of them. I didn't have all the Final Four. Charles though. Barkley also has Virginia winning it all, what? playing against his alma mater, Auburn. How no. is he going to handle that? Oh, yes. No way. When we come back, last call next on Lucas in the Morning. Welcome 
Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Last call, and looky here. We got a tweet of the day, maybe. It's going to be an audio tweet of the day. Go, you're on. Sure, I'm skipping A-Rod sniffing Bryce Harper's cleats. That was a tweet that was put out yesterday. What? Did you see that? They had Bryce Harper's cleats on the broadcast last night of the Phillies Braves. Well, they had the Philly Fanatic cleats. Yeah, the Philly Fanatic cleats. In honor of the Philly Fanatic, and then... Why is he so? Jessica Mendoza's holding one cleat up. A Rod's got the other, and he's sniffing it. A Rod's a tool. Okay, he's a tool. Go ahead, Doc. Give us your audio. Tweet of the day. By the way, did you know that I could go to a national park, one of the seven wonders of the world, the Grand Canyon, and take my family? So that's three of us combined. Spend the entire day there, and that is less expensive than going to a Brewers Diamondback spring training game when no significant starter is in the lineup. For the I think Brewers. you exceeded 144. What are the prices? <laughs> what are the 29 prices? 29 bucks a pop to sit in the grass in the outfield at the Diamondback Spring now, Training is that, Home. Is that st- standard for all the teams? Pretty, the prices seem to be pretty comparable with what I was looking around. And then you've got, of course, the obscene concession prices, which are just ridiculous. So what, and for like a chicken sandwich, how much? The chicken sandwich dinner or whatever lunch was 14 bucks. What do you didn't get, get that. You I just get got chips? a hot dog because it was five or six bucks. You get anything with it? You get fries or chips, something like that to go with it. The waters are five to seven dollars. Oh, so, okay, a beer, you, beer delivered, by the way, is fourteen dollars. With these ladies, they had charge a you that much to just Whoa. sit in the grass. What do they charge for like seats, like box fifty seats? some bucks? That's why for, I didn't get the for seat. Spring, spring training, spring training, and I'll it was a hot one that day. I'll feel it should be like five bucks. We went there early, got one autograph. You're right. Should be reasonable, more reasonable for people to. And there was no nobody there. They didn't. It's not like they had any of the guys there to sign autographs. Or do anything. Other Tomorrow's few- show, Tom Silverstein, 715. Jeff Patrikas, 745 to break down the final four. Thank you for listening to Lucas in the Morning with Vogel and Adias. Dan Patrick's next. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.